0: Hey, that's nice. Here we go. Hey, girl, you just tuned into the Brittany Smith podcast. You're tuned in because either you're an entrepreneur, a mama, or both, and sometimes you just need a minute to, well, just be. And on this show, you'll get a lovely mixture of business and branding genius, faith and motivation. And if you're a mama, you understand conversations, because let's be honest, we are fabulously multifaceted and amazing. So thanks for popping by. I'm really glad you're here. Girl, let's get into it here on the Britney Smith podcast. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Brittany Smith Podcast. I am your host, Brittany Ann Smith, and I am super excited. Well, I know I always say that I'm always super excited because with this podcast, I get to talk to some really cool people, some women who are killing the game and who are willing to share inside Insight and expertise with you and with me so that we can really brand and have the best businesses that we could possibly have as the woman who's doing it all. And so today on our show, we have Ann Hill of Hilltop Virtual Solutions, and she is all the way in Parker, Colorado. And she's going to talk to us a little bit about having more joy and less pain in our businesses and as entrepreneurs. I love that. That's kind of something that I just pulled out of her. Her, her bio her synopsis um, having less pain and more joy as an entrepreneur so Anne, i'm i'm curious to know more about that but welcome to the show introduce yourself tell us who you are and what your jam is what do you do
1: yeah thanks so much for having me and um kind of like you said what i do and and i'm I'm the owner of a uh, hilltop um, now it's called operations and consulting. We, we've gone through a few changes in our own branding awesome. um, yeah. and and that sort of thing and, um, and up-leveling in our business as well. But I um, come into businesses and really help uh, business owners level up exactly like you said. But what we focus on is really more in the back end of the business. So how do we do it where we have um, team members coming on and where we start to have operations and processes so that we know that there's repeatable ways that things are being done in the business to help um, get the same result, even if it's not that solo business owner that originally started it all, um, that's having their hands on it and working with the clients. So um, so we love to come in and help with the streamlining and simplifying and helping things flow in a way that helps free up time for that business owner and really helps them grow and um, and really focus more on what they love to do.
0: Awesome. Awesome. And, and let me tell you, like we kind of briefly talked about earlier, it's so needed. It's so needed, especially if you are a solopreneur, but you're looking to do more, right? You want to offer different products or you want to show up in a different way, but you're so handcuffed to just doing the work of the business because it's just you. And so um, tell, us, tell us a little bit about um, the, the state of the client when they come to you, right? Like what are some of the common issues or challenges that, that they come to you with and say, oh my gosh, Anne, like help.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. So I'd say some of the big things are just that, that overwhelm, that exhaustion, the feeling like the, the list is never ending. The to-do list continues to, to grow and, and you're not making any movement uh, forward. Um, business owners feel like they're stuck in the weeds. They feel like they can't get out of the day-to-day and, um, and they, they just are typically kind of stuck at a certain like threshold or a certain revenue level. And they're saying, I don't know how to get over this. I've been trying a, I've been trying. B, I've been trying. C, and it still hasn't worked. How can I get over this hurdle? Um, is really where I see people getting stuck and and needing a little extra support.
0: Got you. And so, um, in terms of how you offer support, um, is it through coaching? Is it through? Like, do you actually manage people's businesses? Like, how do you offer support?
1: Yeah. So we come in and we really, um, dive into the weeds really is what we do. We dive into the back end of the business. I have a team and, and, um, we come in and we, we kind of classify ourselves as like an outsourced operations department. So, you know, we have people that are helping a little bit more at a VA level. We have people that are helping more in that, um, management level. We have people that are coming in and helping more in that kind of strategic, um, growth and development side of it a little bit more. Um, but with that focus on the strategy being like operationally, how do we make sure that we've got this solid structure here that things are streamlined and simplified. Um, so we, we really kind of come in and help in multiple levels, but yeah, we are very much diving in, um, into the business, getting stuck, not getting stuck. We enjoy it, but we're in the weeds, um, doing the day-to-day doing the project management, those sort of things.
0: Got you. Got you. And and so the reason I ask these questions is because um, the people need to hear, you know, that where they are in their business, it's because they need help. (laughs) It's because they need help and that it's a common thing, right? To be in your business for a year, two years and get to that place where you're like, I can't sustain this. You know, I want to be able to serve more clients, but I I can't do that if I don't systematize my processes, right? And and even yeah. that is a is an adjustment, right? Because now I have to take everything that I do naturally and by second nature and put it into processes or put it on paper so that somebody else can do what's in my crazy brain, right? And that's, that's like right. oh my gosh, so even that can be overwhelming just to think about what, what may go into that, you know, transitioning it from here to paper. Like I know for me as the creative and as the idea person, as the visionary, when you say, okay, we now have to take what you do and put it into a system or a process. I'm like, uh, can you just like, is there some way you can surgically just go in and just, you know, extract it because, oh my gosh. Right. And so um, I want you to talk about Um, Some of the myths that we kind of create in our own minds as entrepreneurs, as solo entrepreneurs, um, in terms of, you know, if I want to scale my business, what are some of the mental blocks that we kind of erect ourselves that you can kind of help us dismantle?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And there definitely are, there's a ton of mental, I I was shocked as I became an entrepreneur, just how much like personal growth and development goes into it. Um, and, and just the, the need for some of those mindset shifts, like you're talking about there a little bit too. Um, I found, and I have worked with businesses where when you're coming into it, the initial thought that a lot of business owners have, especially when they're first starting to bring on team members is nobody can do it as great as me. It's just quicker and easier for me to do it myself. Um, and they, they may think similar to what you were just talking about there, especially on the creative side. Like I, I have this, this way that I do it and it's, you know, it's just inherent, it's intuitive. It's, you know, put whatever word you want to it on that creative side. Like I need, I need to have the creative space to be able to do this the way that I do it. It's my secret sauce. It's my special touch type thing. Um, and I would agree. It is the secret sauce typically with creatives, Um, but there typically is a way to kind of pull a framework together from it that can be repeatable. And yes, it might be a slight tweak that's different from somebody else versus how you specifically do it. Um, But if you have kind of this overarching framework that you're able to pull together, that, that somebody else can follow that process. Um, and the framework, it can really help you to then be able to have some extra support in your business that helps with um, some of those key pieces that you may have thought there's no way I could ever hand this off. Um, yeah. But it is something, and that's where that's one of my things that I love to come in is talk to those creatives and, and really start to take all of the different things that they're telling me. And I, you know, I have specific questions that I'm asking, trying to pull that information out of them and then looking at the structure of, okay, um, client A, client B, client C, client D, all got different things out of w- the working with you. But this was the same. And this piece was the same. And we start to put together a framework that we can really focus on with it. Um, so that there is the ability to start to hand out different yeah. aspects and different pieces of the work.
0: I love that. I love that. So as you were, as you were grabbing the different things, I was thinking of like a recipe, right? Like if I'm a chef, yeah, and I want people to be able to make my dish at home. I need to be able to identify the ingredients. I know there are some chefs that that cook with their heart and soul, and they just kind of grab and whatever. but you yeah. can only serve a set amount of people with that one meal at a time, yeah, if you keep that that recipe in your heart and in your soul right and so yeah. you know it's literally like creating a recipe so that this person can make spaghetti, this person can also make spaghetti, this person can also make spaghetti all at the same time, and you don't even have to be there.
1: <laughs> so. and, and then also with that, and actually spaghetti is a great example of that, because <laughs> those so- like with sauces, um, I know my husband has a specific family recipe that they use with the sauces, but you know, like there'll be different minor, maybe um, herbs and spices that they're putting in it that might right. tweak it just a little bit differently yep. for each particular person Absolutely. that's making it. Absolutely. but
0: but the base the is the overarching
1: same. spaghetti sauce as you're saying yeah. like that's the same yeah. <laughs> so. yeah
0: I love that and so i'm I'm always hungry I always I like <laughs> to eat so a lot of my analogies will connect to food somehow. <laughs> <laughs> but Nothing but no but this that. is yeah no this is this is so good i love the idea of a framework and so i think another issue that entrepreneurs like me run into is i overthink everything right so i'm going to okay. take this framework nugget and i'm going to take it and i'm going to run with it and i'm going to every step of the way like okay am i doing this right okay what does it have to look like okay what's the format okay how do i how should i say this okay how should i share this with my team like so To quiet all the voices in my head, right? Like, what is the most basic way? Like, let's say somebody wants to go and and create a framework for process A in their business. Is it something as simple as, you know, opening a Google Doc and writing step one, step two, step three, or is there something another way or a better way to document what we do?
1: So there's a few different ways that you can essentially make like a a standard operating procedure or or kind of document the the steps, like you're saying, of what you're doing. Um, Definitely as simple as just opening a Google Doc. Sometimes it can even be if you have a whiteboard, it could be drawing it out. Um, And that visual can be very helpful for people, too. Um, I find that when I especially when I'm talking with people that are more creative, we'll pick that end result and we'll say, what is the end result that we want to get? And we'll, we'll start from there at the end and then basically reverse engineer it. And it doesn't necessarily have to be in order the first few times that we kind of put that brain dump down of everything that needs to go into it. Typically, it is more just, oh, we need to do this. Oh, and we also need this. And oh, we also need that. So, you know, like if it's just and it's this isn't necessarily for a creative, but like uploading a blog and getting a blog up on a website. Um, obviously you need to write the blog. Obviously you need to know how to um, upload it into WordPress specifically, if that's the website that you use. Um, and then you need to know how to do some of the SEO pieces of it or have somebody that does that. It may not, but like, you'll start to pull the different pieces that go into getting a blog up on a website. Um, and then and making it go live, um, publishing yeah. it, you know, like those steps yeah. go into play. But as you can see, like, the order of how I just said all those things doesn't necessarily right. match the order that it goes in. Um, but at least getting it all put down is one of the biggest things is just take just it from your head and Get put it, it draw it, write it up, put it yeah. somewhere. So then you can start even sticky notes sometimes work. Cause then you can take a sticky note and start to move and shift them to yes. different places. Um, yes. So that's one of the big things is really just take that initial step of writing it out and put it somewhere um, or drawing it out. And then, then you start to see, oh, we forgot this piece. Oh, we forgot that piece. And it's even with operating procedures, even when you think you have them all done and you have everything documented so well in your business, it's always a living, breathing document. It should always be getting tweaked. It should always be getting modified because there's going to be changes. Um, And they shouldn't be, you know, typically they're not major changes, but there's always going to be some minor tweaks. Oh, These three clients, we had this issue with, we kept getting bottlenecked here where the project manager, it kept getting stuck at a project manager for some reason. So then you look at that and go, okay, well, what could we do differently? Then you have to just make that minor tweak in your SOP too, so that the, the next time you follow the right process with it.
0: Right, right. No, that's so good. Just, just get it out, okay? Just get it out of there, <laughs> okay? Just that's the first step is just getting it out. So, thank you for freeing us from <laughs> in that in that area. <laughs> um, and so, the next question is, um, you know, as an entrepreneur, you kind of get caught up in the 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 tide of business, right? Like it's just it's ever going. There's never really a moment where it's like still you know because again in my creative brain i'm like if i just had 5 full days of nothing i could do all of these things in my business and it's like that's not realistic you know so <laughs> is there is there a best time i mean i know there's always the you know do what works for you but is there like a best time of year to revisit these things or to reset in your business like is there you know like ha- have you found that there's a certain t- length of time like you just two days spending with it like is there is there some kind of standard or or consistent thing that you've seen in terms of when where to kind of make these changes and implement these things
1: yeah so I know I can tell you what I do um, both in my own business and then also what I work with clients um, when I'm in their businesses what we're doing um, but I have seen a variety of different things like you were saying based on what works for people. Um, some people will pick kind of 30 day sprints or maybe six to eight week sprints and they'll focus on specific goals during that time frame. Um, I like to come in and look I do more of kind of a 12 week I guess sprint essentially but like quarterly uh, windows. Um, and it doesn't have to follow, you know, the calendar quarters. Um, it can, it, you can start today and, and go 12 weeks from there. Um, so it's okay if it's not the official, you know, like January to March and then go from there with it in general terms, though, people will do an annual big, big picture assessment annually with making quarterly with making plans, um, goals, looking at, at KPIs and that sort of stuff. And then also do quarterly reviews, um, whether that's, or sometimes it's even monthly reviews with it. But in general, I usually do a, um, an annual kind of two to three day deep dive into businesses. And then we'll do kind of a three to four hour window of a quarterly assessment with it so that we can make sure we're still on track, make sure we're meeting the goals, make any tweaks or adjustments if we need to at that point in time to help us keep moving forward in the direction the business is trying to move.
0: Got you, got you. And so ladies that are listening right now, I wanna kind of just recap some of the main takeaways that I think would, would benefit you is one, identifying, we talked about this before in a couple of different episodes because it, it needs to be heard over and over again, that in order for you to scale your business, you have to know what you do in your business, right? And so that's outlined through these processes, through these systems, so that when you bring somebody on board, you can hand them the recipe and they'll cook it just like you or at least close to it. Right. Uh, So that's the first thing. The second thing is if you haven't started that process, just get it out of your head. Think about the things you do day to day in your business and like create like folders or create, you know, you can create a Google folder and then inside that folder, create a Google doc for each area, podcast management, marketing, bookkeeping, um, whatever content creation, Creating the product that you create or whatever it is and just bullet point Just start with bullet points, right, of the things, the steps that you need to do in order for that thing to be done. Because the other thing that that's going to do is allow you to see which steps in that process that could literally be handed over to somebody right now. You know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah. Like, maybe you can't hire somebody that will be able to do it exactly and, and you know, to a T, but maybe you can take some of the management stuff off your plate. Like once you've created the thing, maybe they're taking it and serving it up to the audience, right? So you want to get these things out of your head. And then the other, the last point that we kind of talked about was being able to have a schedule for how you're going to manage these things, right? You have to keep checking on your business. You have to keep checking the oven and make sure it didn't burn, right? If we're going to continue. <laughs> the food analogy. Um, we want to yes. keep perfecting the recipe, right? Um, and trying new things. And so um, those are some of the key takeaways I want you to kind of marinate on um, at this and you know, this point in the conversation, those are some of the takeaways at least I drew out from this that I'm gonna, you know, revisit in my own business because you're like you said, your business is a living organism, right? It's constantly yeah. changing. Yeah, you're changing your offerings, your your audience can sometimes evolve if you're evolving, right? As a solopreneur, you're the heart of your business. You're the heart of your brand. So as you grow and change, your business is gonna also grow and change. I didn't, you know, I haven't connected with so many mompreneurs or moms who had businesses until I became a mom with a business. And then it was like, oh snap, my people, you know, you just kind (laughs) of, you found them. Um, So, you know, I want want you guys to give yourself room to grow and evolve, but you have to be, keeping tabs on your business in that way and pay attention to your business in that way so that you're relevant in your business. Um, So, so this is, this is really good. Um, So, and tell me what your favorite part of what you do, like what's your, what's your favorite part of what you do in your business?
1: Oh, there's so many. I, I, I love seeing, um, I think one of the big things I like to do is really helping when a business owner kind of, it clicks, they're like, oh, this, I, I've been making this so much harder on myself than I needed to. I just needed to have somebody come in and help support me here. Um, or even potentially, you know, like when I will meet with them and we'll take a lot of what um, either branding and marketing people that they've worked with in the past have put together and looking at the vision of where they're trying to go. And we'll get that that really strategic plan put together for them where we're able to, you um, basically map it out and give them more of that kind of roadmap as to what to follow so that all of a sudden they go, oh, again, oh, I didn't realize that I didn't have to like pack my day so full with all of these extra pieces. I didn't realize I could start to hand these off and I didn't realize that I could actually only focus on the piece I like and it didn't have to go you know, figuring out who to hire, who to bring on and and all of these pieces uh, that are floating around in their head and they're getting overwhelmed with, it's like, oh, I can just like have somebody else focus on that and I don't have to worry about it. Great. (laughs) So, um, it's that those things, it's those times when, when business owners see that somebody else is in their corner and somebody else is there to support them and help them. And they, it, yes, it's their baby, but, but there are people that, that want to see you succeed as well and want to help you in your business.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So tell us about one of your greatest success stories in your business.
1: Um, I would say um, like one time when I was helping a client, um, we were going through and she had a few different offers and she was kind of making some tweaks and pivots in her own business at that time. Um, And she's like, I keep getting stuck here. I keep getting to this point. And I, I basically dove into the back end of the business. We looked and did an analysis of everything over the last three years that had worked for her, hadn't worked for her. And then we, um, I, I basically projected out from there based on what had happened in the past, the trends and where she was wanting to go. We projected out where the different milestones would be and what we would have to be meeting in order to get her to the point she wanted to be at. We also were mapping out what offers seemed like they would make the most sense for her um, be- based on what she was you know, making revenue um, in before and what was working. And then also looked at what, what do you actually enjoy doing of these offers? And let's make sure we're prioritizing those. Um, and we really, all of a sudden, that was one of the big times um, when it clicked for her. She was like, you mean I don't have to do these things that have been driving me crazy and I'm not getting that much out of it? Because she finally saw it on paper. It was finally, yeah. you know, numbers aren't going to lie. Um, yeah. So that's one of the fun things when I'm looking and doing the analytics side of it is, you know, the, those numbers don't lie. And so all of a sudden I'm looking at it going, okay, like this is the money maker. This is the one that takes you no time mm-hmm. at all. You enjoy doing it. So let's double down here and let's yeah. really make this business explode based on this part. Um, But she just didn't have the time to really do that deep analysis. Um, And then also she was definitely more on that creative side and definitely didn't enjoy looking at the spreadsheet either. I'm sitting over here like,
0: "Mm, no, thank you. No, thank you. If I could just have somebody do it. And just give me the answer. Cause no, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, like, I, I totally, I totally get it. Like your brain, you know, just shuts down. It's like all the numbers blur together. You know, you're yeah. hungry all of a sudden now you have to go to the bathroom, you know, it's just, <laughs> it's, it's a real thing. And so I'm glad that you, you highlighted the fact that you can do and build a business on based off of what you enjoy doing, um, yeah. you know. Yes, there are other parts of business that have to be done, you know, but you can outsource that stuff. I am a cheerleader for if you can budget for it, outsource it, and get it off your plate, so that you can literally spend time doing the part that your favorite—that's your favorite part you know yeah. that's why we go into business we don't go into business to be a slave to ourselves you know we go right. into business right. to make money doing what we love doing um and so that that's awesome that's awesome and so with this with this season of the show we are highlighting women who have accomplished six figures or more in their business right and so mm-hmm. you know are you striving are you past that like what is your what is your status and, and where are you in your journey?
1: Um, yeah, I, so I'm past that in, in my business. I'm, I'm growing and looking more into the multiple six, um, awesome. range for where, where we're continuing to expand and grow in my awesome. business right now. Um, awesome. I, I would, I, my, I hate talking vision wise, cause I'm very much more of that analytical side of, of things, but, um, my definitely my plan is within the next two years to be looking at a seven figure range. So, um, that's where, yeah, we're looking to, to um knock it out of the park so <laughs> awesome. that's
0: awesome and so when you when you reached your first six figures was it like a, this moment because in my head right I'm like you know it's like oh my gosh we did we're high-fiving each other and <laughs> I don't know confetti comes from somewhere you know like what was it like like how did you celebrate you know tell us about it
1: uh I- Well, so in all honesty, I probably didn't celebrate, um, at all when I did, um, when I just a little bit of background with me, I, um, was the primary breadwinner prior to starting my business. I was a rehab manager. Um, my background is as a physical therapist and, um, I, like I said, I was the primary breadwinner. And so when I had left my job, I was, um, I had a six figure salary at a corporate job. Um, and when I had left there and started my business, it really was one of those things where we were looking at it going Okay, so are we going to make this happen or not? Like what's going on? And so it was probably more of that like sigh of relief of Oh, okay, like, I I know I can do this now. And Mm -hmm. I think it did give me a little bit more of a vote of confidence with it to say, um, okay, like this is, I, I can do something with my business that I, I actually yeah. can create something and, and have something that people <laughs> want to pay me for. Um, so, <laughs> so I think that's really more of it was that kind of like sigh of relief of, okay, like we, we can do this and, and we right. can really start to still make shifts and pivots and still um, grow for sure in, right. in what I do and how I do it and, and bringing on the team myself. But, but it was, I think a little bit more of just that, like, okay, no need to be so tense and tight, like, okay, we're going to actually do this and we're going to make something out of it. So, um, so I, we probably should have now, again, if I were looking back at it all, I can be like, oh, it was so easy. No, not, no, it wasn't easy. (laughs) (laughs) Growing a business is never easy. I think it's, it's not, um, if people are telling you that, then they're not telling you all of the story to it. (laughs) So, Mm -hmm. so, Yeah. That's awesome. But, That's awesome. But it also is something where looking back at it, I can make it sound easy now, but it wasn't easy at the time. Um, yeah. you know, there was so much learning and so much problem solving that went into um, to, to figuring out how to do things and how to yeah. make it work. And, and as a solopreneur, a lot of times you are wearing all the hats. There's no way around it. Um, and once you start to realize that you can bring on team members, um, it definitely is nice yeah. But um there's added, you know, stresses and chaoses and challenges that go with that too. So sure, um, sure. So yeah. Yeah, no, you
0: what, what I hear you saying is you earned every figure in that, that first <laughs> <six> figure. <laughs> um no, and I, and I thank you for saying that. Um, because I need I need people to hear over and over again that just because it's hard right now. That that's good. Right. Like it's you know, it sounds weird to say that, but you're you're in good company. Um, And most businesses, when starting out, unless you have some kind of crazy backing, you know, money already in the pot and whatever, you're going to work. You know, yeah. you're good. You're going to work. So don't quit your day job and try to be an entrepreneur because you just want to be your own boss. Like you're going to be your own boss. You're going to be your own uh, secretary. You're going to be your own marketing assistant. You're going to be your own bookkeeper. Like you're going to be your own, a lot of things, um, you know, so thank you for saying that and being honest about it. Um, and so how can people connect with you now? Like, do you have any programming going on or like, what can people take advantage of now that you have available in your business?
1: Yeah, so I have um, a couple things going on. One is um, well on my website, it's hilltopoperations.com. I have a, a free hiring playbook. So if anybody wants to um, get some tidbits and, and information, it goes through basically how to, how to hire somebody. Some, there's a checklist in there of things to keep in mind when you're bringing someone on, there's some interview questions, it goes through a little bit of a, a process of, of what it looks like to bring somebody onto your team. Um, So that is just a a free um, playbook that people can download from my website there. And then I also um, have an upcoming group program that is going to be focusing a lot on taking that solopreneur to, to a successful agency owner. Um, It's a, the, the name at the moment is um, in question, but it's looking kind of like a a profitable um, agency blueprint. Um, might be what it's called. It might be something different by the time this gets released. Who knows? Um, but that's what we're going with right now, and um, and we are really looking at the back end of the business of growing with a foundational structure um, right. of bringing team members on, of you know getting your your workflows put together, of knowing what you can afford to to hire um, when you're looking at bringing on team members and that sort of stuff. So um, so that's what that is going to be a twelve week program. Um, that's in, in the um, coming up here pretty soon too.
0: All right. Awesome. Awesome. And so um, hilltop com.
1: Yep. That's the website.
0: Awesome. Awesome. So listen, ladies, you got some juicy stuff here. I know that you've been hearing a theme here that you are not just a solopreneur. You may be doing it now, but if you want to do this business thing full time, you have got to put these things in place so that you can scale successfully and sustainably. Um, So, Anne, thank you so much for joining us today, for sharing your expertise with us today. Um, we will be sure to make sure your information is in the show notes so that people can connect with you and find you and all of those things. Ladies, thank you so much for listening and be sure to check back in whether you're watching on YouTube or in the Facebook group or you're listening. Come back next week for another action-packed episode of the Brittany Smith Podcast. Bye! Thanks for tuning in today. Be sure to leave a comment and then share this episode with another amazing lady who needs to hear today's show. Yes, girl, I'm serious. Just send her the link and say, girl, listen to this. Want to hang out with me every day? Head over to Facebook and join the Female Coaches, Consultants and Content Creators group on Facebook. Or you can join my mailing list in the links below this episode. Girl, I enjoyed our conversation. Stay amazing. And remember, you are loved, you are needed and nobody. I repeat, Nobody can do what you do the way you do it. See you next time on the Britney Smith Podcast.